Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Oh, yeah. It's time to run from the guards. Woohoo! Again, in some cases. Is it? Um, I'm pretty sure they're running from us. <laughs> I, th- I feel like they're trying to go get the real guards. We we haven't encountered Maybe. any actual guards yet. Yeah. yeah. These were just random That's folks. fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. We are back once again with the continued exploits of the Silver Ravens. I suppose when last we had left our heroes, the Silver Ravens had uh, returned back to the Wasp's Nest, their secret hideout, mm-hmm. started a little planning phase, at which point they met with Morgar Manthai, who had informed them of a, uh, a group of mercenaries, smugglers from the south, who had previously been helping the Bellflower Network, uh, who had been captured by the guards and then sent to force labor at the Selix, the Selix Saltworks, where in a... Uh, They'd been guarded by a group of Chelish citizens, hmm. as well as a member of the Church of Asmodeus. At least somebody really into him. Uh, yeah, definite fanboy. Yeah, he didn't seem to spellcast anyone she eventually confronted him, of which you did when all of you went there, had mm-hmm. a uh, amazing first our first combat. Oh, we were doing so good. SWAT teamed in and bludgeoned everyone to unconsciousness and then left them tied up on their beds. I didn't have to do anything. You didn't have time to do anything. We were so efficient. <laughs> <laughs> you followed that with a second fight, which had proven to be a little bit more challenging. Just a bit. I was going to say, second edition yeah. fighters are no joke. So, yeah, you had to battle against the uh, the leader of this band of chelish citizens. <laughs> a dwarf. I don't think I don't remember if you got his name. Uh, I, don't I don't think, think so. we did. I think it was pretty much, what are you doing mm-hmm. here, pound, pound, pound? I, he pretty yeah. much stepped out of the door and went, Huh, intruders. Chop, 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 chop. Yep, yep. a dwarven uh, warrior uh, by the name of Kosrani. Oh, we did get his name. Oh, okay. That was like, that sounds familiar. So I think we did I was get about his say, name. I, think I don't think he told us. I think Rick just said yeah, his name. Yeah, I don't think uh, we okay. know his name. I think that was just. Uh, we, the players, do. We, the, the PCs, yeah. do not. Yeah, some yes. dwarf attacked us and we jumped Some him. dwarf guy. I'm just telling you, he was wearing some like some serious Asmodean like stuff because he had like the really cool shield and stuff. So, uh, fight that ensued. You eventually managed to kill Kosrani, at which point the Oops. other Chelsea citizens group said, you know, basically yelled, "Beat it!" and then took off running. <laughs> yep, fleeing uh, off into the uh, the night unless pursued. And we'd uh, we'd left off as they had gone running for the door and then you'd heard this pounding sound on the uh, the door behind all of you the barred door which would lead into what was previously the manager's office and now a impromptu holding cell i believe we were going to split up um get the people that are in the salt works right now i guess who were on shift and then free the people there and then skedaddle so I suppose as we begin, yeah, the five of you are standing in the hallway here in the back of the Salix salt work, moonlight filtering in through the barred windows off towards the side that line the side of this hall. A wide set of double doors leading into a, uh, an open chamber beyond, kind of swinging back closed because they're the swinging kind of double doors. There's another thud, thud, thud. Oh. Cesare, I believe, is closest to that door, so he will slide it open. Uh, what is everyone else doing in the interim? I believe uh, for Lucia, I'm going to go run to the front and close the front doors. <laughs> if there's a lock, lock them. And then, yeah, if there's yeah. a lock, lock them. Um, I'll do the same for the back door. Let's lock ourselves in here, guys. So uh, are these still like the student age citizens brigade people? Like, are they these are these youngins? Relatively young. 
I mean, they're adults. They're not like college students. Technically, if they're 15, they're adults. So, well, you know what you I know. mean. Nicolo, Vittoria? I suppose Vittoria will probably start snooping. <laughs> snooping? We don't have time for snooping. Do you want to go into the room that the dwarf came out of? Do you yeah. wanna... Did we loot the dwarf? No. no. No, I'm not sure if we want to loot the dwarf. I think we want to loot the dwarf. I don't know if we're going to have time to remove his heavy armor. Well, this remember this area is not heavily patrolled. They're going to have to go all the way back into the city to probably find some freaking guards. Remember the stay of the door? Remember the stay of the gate? There wasn't That's a true. guard That's there. That's true. <laughs> I mean, granted, we still don't have much time, but we do need to... Well, if somebody runs in, we can stop what we're doing and run. Uh, in the meantime, I would like to go on ahead and check the central um, salt, I guess, workshop and see if there's anybody that's been left there, just in there case. There should be. There should be. Because they work yeah. them in 12-hour mm. shifts, so there yeah, should be the group hour in, business. and there should be the group down in the salt. So, yeah, I'll go uh, ahead. No, and... the guards work in two 12-hour shifts. Oh, I thought you said the prisoners did, too. No, no I think it's the guards. Oh. But I still want to double check just in case, like, somebody's down there for some Leave reason. Leave no man behind. They, they yeah. decided to punish somebody by just leaving them in the salt to dry out for a bit. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Probably there's no one in there, but I'd like to check at least. Yeah, better safe than sorry. We don't want to be like, oh, crap, there apparently was somebody in there and we forgot. Mm. Would not look good on the ravens if we uh, left no. a man behind. <laughs> Go ahead and get a, yeah, I'll throw that under society or maybe can target more. So a quick heads up for Niccolo and Vittoria. Makes sense for Vittoria being a, you know, investigator sort. It probably makes sense with Niccolo with his previous profession. Mm -hmm. The more affluent portions of the city usually see a guard response time of 1d6 minutes, depending on whether or not someone finds a patrol that's one minute away versus six minutes of like three minutes to run to get to a tower. And three minutes back. And then back. three minutes for the guards to get back. For areas that are less well patrolled, so not the Greens or the Villagree District, etc. It's usually 2d6 minutes. For areas like the Devil's Nursery, it can be up to 46. Okay. Wow. So it might be close to half an hour before you actually see a guard show up. <laughs> to be fair, for those of us in Dallas, the police response time is nowhere near that, so that's actually pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So anyway, you're under the impression that you probably have two minutes at the very least. All right. uh, maybe up to 12 minutes. It takes one minute to remove armor, so we actually do have enough time to remove his armor if we need to. Okay. And I just looked it up it because be. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adria, you rush back to the back, uh, close the back door. I believe you guys had already closed in the... I can't remember if you locked in. I think you just closed the door to where you left the unconscious guards tied up on their bunk beds. Yeah, I don't think we bothered with locking it because it would lock from the inside, and so they would just yeah. lock the door. <laughs> We'd have to, like, pick Not the lock to lock it, and it would have been weird. So, mm -hmm. Lucia, you run back to the front, close that. Uh, Vittoria, you step into this side room here. So let me go ahead and get a perception roll from Vittoria. Nicolo, you make your way out to the front. You can see that there are... Uh, Four lanterns lit as you make your way into the front room. The front room is rather spacious. Um, kind of one part office, judging by the tables just set up almost haphazardly in here. There's a cart here that can be used to push, to basically load up the salt from where in the uh, the 30-foot depression off towards your left-hand side, this massive silo that goes down at the ground full of salt. Still the walls warm, but not hot to the touch. Where mm -hmm. the salt would be shoveled, dried, looks like put into buckets down there, lifted via cranes up to this upper level, and then loaded into this cart, 
which then looks like it's rolled into the back where they actually do the packaging in the back portion where you came in off of the main hallway. Judging by the fact that uh, there's still a number of coins sitting on the tables and a hero deck scattered about, you think that they're in the process of playing a game of towers or maybe some other hero related card game? Mm. Probably towers. Probably I mean, towers. if we've got it, we've got a minute. Scoop, scoop, I mean, scoop some of those. That I was about to say, I mean, well. <laughs> yeah. if there's mm-hmm. just sitting there uh, out in the open, I mean, let's uh, let's take some coins. <laughs> Why not? I don't feel bad for stealing from jerks. And for a copper and for a gold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we've, we're, I mean, honestly, we're already in for a, for a, you know, platinum piece at this point with the murder. Yeah. Fair enough. There's about 423 copper pieces. All right. It looks wow. like between the four people that were playing, they had about 100 copper pieces each. Oh, so we okay. need to put some in our cross the bridge fund. I love the idea that we take all of this and then we start running away and we're literally comically jingling <laughs> with 400 coins. Jingle, 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 jingle. Well, Lucia needs to, you know, gain some uh, Yeah, I was going to say, Luci- Lucia needs to bulk up anyway. So, you know, she puts one on each arm as like they're like leg weights. Or like they put, put some on her legs and some on her arms like they're leg weights and she rock leaves it out of here. Ankle training. The, yeah, the funny thing is, is that the Haro deck itself, however, is actually worth a gold piece because it is a full Haro deck. Yeah, take that. Too. Uh, it is a Haro deck simple. Vittoria, you take a quick glance around inside of the chamber that the dwarf was in. Apparently, he has taken the most comfortable chair, which is sitting in here. Of course. And seems to have been using a bucket as an ashtray. So Judging by the amount of <laughs> ash in the bottom of this, this man smokes like a chimney. Mm. Is that is that like one of those things where it's like you know he had like some kind of like weird Asmodean you know class feed or something that he took that's like you don't you're, you're immune to smoke you know lung damage because like he's probably knocking like fifty years off his life with that much smoking. Of course he's a dwarf so he can afford fifty years. I mean that's true. <laughs> one wall off towards the left hand side has been you'd use the term defaced. It appears that the wall has been rather redecorated with a piece of coal into a massive mural of Asmodeus. Surprisingly, shockingly good art, <laughs> especially for Cole as a medium. I mean, he had nothing else to do. Apparently he was just smoking and drawing. Of important note that there is also a lockbox in here. I will open said lockbox. Very well, uh, you will need to pick said lockbox. I do have, uh, or I thought I did. Oh, I don't have lock picks. Didn't you break yours? I broke uh, Nicolo's. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think at some point I, I offered to fix them because I have crafting. Cesare has lock picks and replacement picks in his bag, but he's opening that door right now. So yeah, mm. uh, I figure I'll just bring the lockbox with me. I mean, then. yeah, I was gonna say it's we could grab it. It's one bulk, so it's pretty hefty as you heft it up, and you hear a soft jingling sound. Mass mm-hmm. money. Is there anything else in here, like, like a- documents or something, or is is Pretty much it's probably all in the lockbox, probably. Yeah, if they had like any ledgers or anything, it'd be in the lockbox. Uh, you don't see anything in this room. This room basically just has a furnace, a large coal trough with a shovel that they seem to have been using to keep the furnace going, and then this one chair. It is uncomfortably warm in this room, but maybe he liked it being hellishly warm. Yeah. Mm. Reminds me of the forges of Reminds home. me of where I'm going when I die. Mm. One or the other. Why not both? Either reminds me of being a dwarf or it reminds me where I'm going. I figure Vittoria will bring it, uh, the lockbox into the main room where everyone else is while while Cesare is unlocking the, our, uh, our prisoners. Cesare, uh, there is no unlocking the prisoners because it is just literally a board that they've set up on a hinge <laughs> oh. to make a barricade <laughs> to keep people out. 
or keep people in. Uh, Cesare will flip that up. Getting real yep. Trevor Belmont vibes there. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the door opens the other way. <laughs> Curses. <laughs> Cesare, you open the door. The chamber beyond, the holding cell beyond, obviously it looks like it was once an actual office. There are three desks in here. Simple sleeping mats have been placed on top of the desk, and then a second set of simple of sleeping mats have been placed between each desk. So people can either choose to sleep on the hard floor or sleep on the hard table. Take your pick. Ooh, fancy. A small table sits in the back corner of the room. However, instead, you're drawn to the six occupants of the chamber. One of them steps forward, the one that had been hammering on the door until he heard you starting to remove the bar. The man you'd say is probably maybe in his mid to early 30s. He's a human man with what you consider to be for lack of a better term, think of him as generically handsome features. Uh, if anyone's ever seen the SNL skit with Chris Pine, where he pulls out a thing and it's Chris Pine and Chris Pratt and Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth and you can't tell them apart, it's kind of that <laughs> thing. He's one of those Chris. <laughs> Take your pick for who you want to cast for him. Uh, now I'm just imagining four of them are named Chris and then the other two are named <laughs> something else. His hair is shortcut. It looks like it is mostly black, although he looks to be going a little bit gray. I might be projecting. <laughs> I mean, people Aren't can go all? gray as early as, you know, teenagers. Well, so. I, was about to say, I was 19 when I got my first gray hair, so. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by the growth of uh, the steadily growing growth of beard, you think that he's probably been locked in here for at least a few weeks. The man steps forward, looks uh, way up at you because he's only about five foot six. Mm -hmm. He just kind of like leans to look out the door a little bit down towards the dead dwarf. So, uh, are you here to rob the place? Uh, the, technically, the, the, we're here to rescue you, but I think my comrades are in the process of robbing the place. Oh. Lucia comes bounding, robbing, ba bounding back through the door. like She's got like, a sack of, a sack of ch change, and she's like, Oh, hi, we're here to rescue you! The, we're friends of Laria Longroads. Laria? Are you also uh, farmers? No. Not exactly. Friends More of ranchers, farmers, not farmers but yes. ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cesare would hand them the bag with the extra clothes that we brought. This will make you look less inconspicuous when we make our escape. All right. He nods back towards the other, reaches up, pulls his shirt over his head, toss it off to the side. Um, again, they're wearing like simple brown pants, white shirts. It does not look like they provided them with shoes so much as just wraps for their feet. And considering that they've been marching on salt nonstop, uh, you can tell the Ooh. amount of damage that that's done. Oh, I can just imagine the cracks. Yeah. We'll get you back to the coffee house and we'll explain more in detail there. All right. Well, it seems preferable to staying here. So we're with you. I need to borrow lockpicks or hand this off to somebody who already has them. Oh, I got some. I thought you had lockpicks. No, I, I think I have some. Nicholas. Okay, so is Lucia ah. back there and not watching the door, or is she watching the door? No, I thought I locked the, the front door. Okay, you, you lock the front door, and then you're going back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were also watching the door. Oh, no, no. I'm, I was just locking the door and then scrambling around, grabbing whatever's valuable, you know. Good to know. Like you do when you're a hero. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like somebody should okay. be watching the door. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Rick asking so, that made me go, oh, should I be watching the door? <laughs> I'm, I'm still in the front if it matters. Yeah, we're going to hear them have to get through that door regardless. Feasibly, the guys that ran off also have keys, so you don't know yeah. if they're just going to come back. We need to get it. out of here as soon as possible. 
I mean, we could just take the lockbox. We don't necessarily have to open it right now. Is someone taking the one minute to take the armor off of the dwarf? Yeah. Checking uh, Kasrani's body as you go over him, you find uh, he still has 20 arrows on him. Cool. That goes with his composite shortbow. He is also wearing a full suit of half plate. He has two healing potions lesser. Cool, med kit. He has his mace, the steel shield covering the iconography of Asmodeus. I can't use a steel shield, I don't think. It has to be wood or else I would take it. He also is carrying two lesser uh, tanglefoot bags. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Oh, fun, (laughs) in case anybody tried to run. And then in his pockets, he has two silver pieces and eight copper. Sweet. Does anybody else want the Tinglefoot bags? Because I was thinking they're lesser, right? Yeah. I'm going to take one. You want one? But you grab this gear, grab the lot box, scoop up the coins on the counter, grab all the cards for the playing card deck. Raven goes over there, helps collect them, puts on her little hat, shuffles them into a uh, <laughs> quick <Divisor>. deck of cards. <laughs> yep. Gather together Forvian and his five compatriots before rushing out the back door and uh, I suppose squeezing back through the gate. You're not as worried about being louder at this point as you throw open the gate and rush off into the night. Yes. Yep. Yeah, all of that takes you only about two minutes or so for them to like quickly change their clothes mm-hmm. for you to grab all of this stuff, for you to take everything off the dwarf, shove it into a, a bag. Feasibly, there's extra burlap bags back in the back if you need an extra bag to shove stuff into. <laughs> oh yeah, that was, my, that was my assumption is there's bags probably everywhere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that someone amongst you can carry the three bulk that's the half plate. Yeah, I can get that. Because all the rest of that you could easily evenly distribute amongst yourselves. That's just the only thing that's three bulk alone. Yay, we give it to Niccolo. So Niccolo's strong enough to carry that, and then you guys can distribute the rest of the stuff until the point where none of you are encumbered. Mm. So you all rush off, disappear off into the night. Uh, Unbeknownst to you, the guards don't show up for like another six minutes until after you've already left. Wow. (laughs) We have plenty of time. But you know what? In and out. It's better to, mm-hmm. to, you know, not to have extra time and not need it than to have wished we had extra time and be jumped by the guard. And I guess um, you've probably already answered this basically, but there was nobody in the in the actual salt works, right? There was no one in the actual salt works now. I figured, but, you know, just wanted confirmation. You set off making your way into the night, uh, probably cutting through the old harbor to keep some distance away from the uh, the walls initially. I believe your plan was to attempt to sneak back through the salt gate, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Since mm-hmm. you're still like, this is after dark, but it's not so long after dark that it's after curfew yet. Yes, exactly. We're going for that sweet spot. Yep. So you make your way out, slip through the old harbor, navigate your way past the various sailors that are making their way back from spending a day out on the river fishing. While the harbor in the Yalublis district, right off of the river, is primarily for both the mercantile fleets and incoming trade and foreign shipments and so on. The old harbor is the oldest harbor in Kentargo. Mm. And as such, it is actually the smallest and kind of less least well run of the mm. actual harbors in the city and primarily deals with most of the fisheries. Beyond that, most of the ships that come in here are actually unloading salt as they've come from further upriver and are bringing in salt from the salt flats. The only thing that really stands out as you make your way through the old harbor, pull your hood down. Most of the people here are more interested in either getting back home or getting to a bar than really paying any attention to any of you. And the few guards that you pass are mostly trying to break up arguments between either drunken sailors uh, or people that are arguing over who gets what section of the dock to tie up their ship. 
Mm. At least that answers the song. Yep. What ha. do you do with the drunken sailor? As you you argue with him until he goes. You away. bludgeon them. <laughs> 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 the only thing that really stands out as odd to any of you as you make your way through the old harbor is a single chelish galley, which sits at the dock as well. What? Nope, don't like that. <laughs> okay, peace now. Do out I of recognize here. that ship? Uh, it is the Scourge of Belial. Oh, Belial. Oh. I have sailing more if that helps. Is this something you should? Is this something we should be extra afraid of? That's a suitably goth-tastic name, the Scourge of Belial. Well, I mean, Belisle, it is a right? jealous ship. No, I, I know. It's just that, that <laughs> I just wanted to give kudos for the name. That was awesome. Mm. But you make your way through the old harbor. I suppose Adria taking a, a moment to kind of glance over the uh, the Scourge of Belial, sitting high in the water over there, dwarfing all of the surrounding tiny fishing boats, comedically so, before making your way, I imagine probably not stopping to really talk about the Chelish Galley as you're sitting in the Make a mental note, (laughs) make a mental note about that and carry on. We have to be stay focused right here in our attempt to look nonchalant as we Mm -hmm. march our way out. I certainly can't tell you why or how I know these things, so. uh, Let's talk about rebellion stuff while we're running. Let's talk about it. I want to talk about. Our Silver hey Raven guys, stuff. Hey, guys, you see that Chalaxian ship? That's our enemy. <laughs> it's really weird how that showed up right after we freed these guards illegally. <laughs> <laughs> and after we stole from all of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Take that, Chelish Citizens Group. I loudly proclaim. Stupid CCG. Yeah. Go back to your cards. <laughs> how dare you take a perfectly good acronym? <laughs> they were playing cards. It's a They hint. were playing cards. Oh, my gosh. You find right. the past really CCG game. coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Patreon stretch goal. You <laughs> make your way through the salt market, which is quickly closing shop. Most of the shops are already entirely closed. Again, the uh, the salt market has a number of permanently staining stalls, which uh, I'm going to guess this is universal, but I don't actually know if this is universal. Down here in the south, we have lots of firework stands, which are basically mm. just wooden boxes <laughs> with little flaps in the front to drop down. Yep. Like I think they're universal. Containers. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're yeah. universal, but I'm not 100% sure. But imagine something like that, where it's basically a box with a door on one side of it and then little things that you can flip up or then close back down. Mm-hmm. You then make your way through the salt gate. I'm assuming all of you are just walking through? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like maybe da. like spread out a little bit so it doesn't look like this giant mob of people. Yeah. I was like, I was like, we need mm. to spread out and also take off your masks. Oh well, yeah. The masks are off when we're just trying to be nonchalant. Obviously. Yeah. I was gonna say I pulled that down a while but ago. But yeah, no. I imagine like if we break apart, it will be it'll look less obvious. Yeah. Just like groups of all like of us buddy up with one of the mm-hmm. you know former prisoners. One one of us per prisoner group. Sure. There you go. Assuming you're doing nothing suspicious, the guards have no reason to stop you. Woo! Hey! And simply let you through. Assuming that you have your cloaks wrapped tight around, especially Adria, considering I think you're the one that was actually dropped to unconsciousness through damage and is probably covered in blood. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. (laughs) Mm. I imagine the rest of you just kind of pull your cloaks a little tight. It's like, don't pay any attention to us. I am at six hit points right now. It's fine. Oh, my. Yeah, we're going to need to... Heal you up, too. Heal up, yeah. <laughs> you slip through here. I imagine probably make your way a, a short distance along. If you're splitting up, you might just go, well, hey, let's uh, let's meet up with the Tooth and Nell. It's just down the street from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy oh, yeah, good point. Next door. 
Yeah. yeah, well, we need to get back to the coffee house. Well, that's on the other side of the bridge. Yeah, that's on yeah, the other we side have of the bridge. We may not have well, do we have enough time? Currently, you have about an hour and a half Yeah, before. we've got plenty of time oh, okay. to get back to the yeah. coffee house. So again, you, you went and made the attack basically at dusk. It's still kind of dusk. That's why we did it then, so we would have time to get back across before curfew. Okay, so we basically like, we get to the, we get through the gate and then we kind of all take separate routes. Back to the coffee house. Back yeah, to, back, well, the back, thing. yeah, back through the south half yeah. into Bleak Bridge and then separate yeah. routes mm -hmm. to the coffee house. Mm-hmm. So, you make your way. Very distantly, some of the last of you to go through. Distantly, you can hear whistles. Hmm. That seem to be coming from back in the direction of the the old city, the old docks. Maybe the salt works. I'm sure that has nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wonder what happened. By the time that the, the last of you, I'm going to say, Niccolo and Adria kind of bring it up the rear. Mm-hmm wait for the rest to go through. You make your way through you know, just in time to see a, a half dozen of the Datari on horseback trotting through the gate as they go making their way off back towards the docks. Hmm. Obviously the uh, the rapid response team. Ah. <laughs> horses. We didn't think about the horses, y'all. Yep. You pull your hoods down a little bit lower and make your way through the city streets. Night falls. The city darkens. I imagine even Splitting up as you are, you're still sticking to the major thoroughfares. We're yeah. trying to look as nonchalant as possible. Yeah, nothing shadier than going through back alleys. Probably many of you, almost by default, going to the sections that you know better. Mm. Adria, Niccolo, making your way down through Red Roof or Devil's mm -hmm. Nursery, since mm -hmm. you know the streets in that area better. Cesare making his way, probably, you know, without even thinking navigating closer towards the temple district and the streets that he knows from time before that we don't talk about. <laughs> the, the before, before times. times. <laughs> the before times. <laughs> and then he curses himself for doing before times things. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine uh, Lucia probably starting to walk off and wander in, uh, probably with Forvian before Forvian's like, yeah, we should go because Lucia's like, actually, I don't ever come here. <laughs> kind of looking around like, what is this? <laughs> she starts making her way to the opera house and then has like that light bulb moment. That's a bad idea. This is a terrible place to go. Let's go somewhere else. And in the meantime, Vittoria sticking mostly towards Jarvis End and the northern portion of the uh, Argos Isle. You don't necessarily convene at Bleak Bridge as all of you are taking various circuitous routes. Mm -hmm. And so you're just kind of staggeredly making your way across Bleak Bridge before traveling north across the Ulubilis River, back into the uh, the docks there, before winding your way past the hill upon which sits Alabaster Academy, eventually navigating past Filigree Park, and then with a long staggered arrival, making your way through the side door into Longroad's Coffee House, mm -hmm. which has already had last call tonight, as Laria seems to have closed it a little bit early. Uh, she tends to wait until a little bit after dark to fully close, mm. but close the dust today. Much to the chagrin of some of the students that were still like cramming for their midterms. <laughs> they're all getting their coffees to go, you know? Yeah. But they're like ordering the. Uh, remember when Starbucks made the joke about the thing that's bigger than a venti? Like it was like a 64 ounce coffee? <laughs> oh, the yeah. Trenta, yes. They got like the Trenta cups. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just having flashbacks to Foamy the Squirrel. That's a name I it haven't heard be, uh, in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> a I was going to say, that's a, that, that, we have dated ourselves heavily with that reference. 
but yeah, they sell it by the cup. You get bulk bucket discounts if you want to bring a bucket. Full, full <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the it's like the, the students are getting the carafes. Well, it's the end it's, of the day. You gotta get rid of that coffee. You can't. That's save true. It. Also, yeah, you just gotta get yeah. rid of it. I just have the, the mega caffeinator, uh, also known as the heart attack size. We also get ourselves some mega caffeinators, and I'm going to be patching myself up while we debrief down here, because I hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and Victoria will help. <laughs> well, we also need to patch these guys up, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, their feet, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. You make your way down into the wasp nest. By the time that you arrive there, uh, Rexus has already kind of gotten things ready for... Up to maybe ten arrivals. He didn't know how many people you're going to be freeing. How many people? I don't did think you guys free? necessarily knew specifically. Six. 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 Cool. He's a well put together guy. You have enough time to patch yourselves up if anyone wants to make a medicine check or anything to do that. I will. I figure Victoria will check on our guests first. I will fail, but not critically fail. <laughs> I roll a five for a thirteen, and then I'll just shrug and heal myself with magic. Oh, there you go. I was like, yeah, you just say, <laughs> well, guess it's magic tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'll two action heal myself. Do I need to make checks for our guests? No. Physically speaking, they are not suffering from, like, injury, injury. Uh, you can tell that they changed their wraps periodically, more likely than not to keep them from bleeding on the salt that they were selling. I mean, you can't sell mm. blood salt. Everybody knows that. Uh, that being said, however, you can tell that their feet have definitely seen better days. They themselves have been worked very hard. Their hands are cracked from hours and hours of drudging work with the salt. And this was definitely not a pleasant experience for them. But other than the exhaustion of working 12 hour days, seven days a week for the better part of half of a month now, and grudging, backbreaking, shoveling salt work, they're not physically abused or injured. Why don't we, uh, set up some foot baths or maybe just full-on baths to wash some of that salt off. That'll help as a good starter, right? Lucia just kind of points over at the uh, the little the water. Uh, water that we've got. <laughs> yeah. Nature's bath. Well, I mean, that is also seawater. Yeah. It's oh, salty. good point. Yeah. yeah that's, that's good point. Exactly I imagine we have some sort of a tub we've been using, and if we don't, we can definitely invest in a tub now. Well, I'm sure Laurie I would has hope something. so, considering Rexus has been down here for months, for almost yeah. a month. <laughs> There's actually a communal well near the Long Roads Coffee House that usually, mm. you know, Laria just gets enough water from there and then make sure that Rexus and everyone down there is well supplied. Yeah, so yeah. just need to get a pump system to get the salt out. Mm. Mm. Yes, we shall craft a pump system. <laughs> yes, let's make it our own desalinization plant. Yeah, we'll we'll work on that craft check later. <laughs> hey, don't put it past Victoria. She's like, I have an idea. I will make. Man, this if happen. one of us was playing an inventor, though, that would that oh, would drag. Oh man, I have a plan. You make your guests comfortable. Probably get them an actual decent pair of shoes. Although right now they're mostly just you know resting their feet. I imagine Victoria, between you and Adria, with your medicine checks, that you could probably make some solves out of uh, some basic household items. Cesare will pick that lockbox while they're tending to everybody else. Cesare rolls a 14 for a 20 on a thievery check. Okay. You will need to roll again because it does require more than one success. Mm. It's an interesting Uh, new mechanic. Second roll is an 18, so 24, 25 with Raven's help. Uh, 25 is a critical success. Hey! So you do manage to pop the lock open on this. You find inside uh, a... Single ledger, which mm. just seems to be covering the buying of uh, unprocessed salt and the selling of bags of processed salt. Uh, it looks like everything's in order, although notably from the moment that the salic salt work went from being 
privately owned or at the very least run by one of the noble families to being claimed by the government that all of this money then just went straight to the government. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's also just stealing from the government now. Wages. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Well, I mean, they're paying wages to the Chill Citizens Group. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, they got to pay <laughs> the guards. They're, they are employees. Uh, they do seem to have recently sent most of the money over. However, it does have the take for the day, which is 67 silver pieces. Hey. Yeah, that's pretty good. And we have a box. We can't really lock it again because we don't have the key, but you can leave it unlocked and store crap in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Technically, you can always pick it open again. Yeah. Well, let's just get a new lock. Pick it closed. I bet here, Rexes have a box. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we don't want to put that out of the wasp nest because. Uh... Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's got uh, SSW branded on the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, uh, oh. I may talk about more in the um, rumor mill, but I actually really do like the lock picking mechanics in this. It's um, I've been learning a little bit about actually picking locks in like real life, and it much more closely resembles that. That is so. not on brand for you, Ross. I know, right? But uh, <laughs> it is on brand for Nikola, for educational purposes. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, technically, you're allowed to own them. You know, yeah, lock picks. Yeah. yeah. Russ is sitting there with a pair of lock picks, like, I've been locked out of my car for the last time. <laughs> my house, actually, but yes. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Nice. He keeps one set of lock picks in the house and one set of lock picks in the car. <laughs> oh, man. Mikey locked me out of my apartment once when I lived in Dallas. It was fun. Oh, anyway. Yep. Silly <laughs> so I guess uh, while we're sitting here, after we've all kind of taken care of whatever we're taking care of, uh, Adria will say, um, so I, I'm not sure if it actually is going to matter. I don't know if it has any implications in what's going to happen in the future or what's been happening, but uh, that big cellist ship, uh, the Scourge of Belial out there in the harbor, uh, that's a pirate hunter. I mean, it could just be getting repairs. She looked like she was getting repairs. Hmm. But uh, something to keep in mind if we want to start any smuggling. They'll make it a lot hotter. I don't think we were planning on taking to the high seas anytime soon. No, but if we were hoping to import... It's not going to stop you from doing overland illegal imports, right? Sure, but that's a lot hotter <laughs> and longer. Morgard nods, as Adria is probably implying there. It's difficult to do overland. You either go south through the heart of Chiliax, mm -hmm. or you go north through Nidal. Yeah. Neither of those are ways that you want to smuggle anything into the city. Yeah, not particularly. Uh, I wonder if it has anything to do with um, the most recent proclamation, or maybe something Barzilai's planning for the future. I mean, maybe. It could also just be that she needs repairs, and we got a repair yard here, but... Uh, yeah. Could be cool. does raise the question, has there been any other proclamations since the one that uh, ship's captains can't step foot on Kentargan's Not yet. Okay. It's actually been kind of quiet. Interesting. Is it odd Too quiet. that this fancy cellist ship is in Old Harbor? That's odd. Isn't the repair uh, yard in the old or the other dock? The Farnestil shipyard is the largest shipyard in, well, it's actually the only shipyard in Kentargo, but most ship repairs would be done there. It's odd that it's not docked there, especially if it's doing repairs. Yeah, that I is odd. If maybe they were returning some stolen merchandise? Maybe. We should keep an ear to the ground and see if we can find out more. Maybe, yeah, she, because she looked I like agree. she was actively being repaired, which, hmm. I mean, you could do there, but it'd be weird to do that there. I don't pay much attention to the shipyards, but perhaps the normal docks are full or don't have a dock big enough for that ship. Mm, maybe. Adria, do you have any contacts or anything you could ask to find out more? I mean, my husband used to be in the Navy, so maybe I can, uh, you know, call up some old friends. Mm, she could. You're married. 
I mean, Wait. technically, but he's dead, so... Widowed. So, so widowed, yes. Widowed, yeah. Rex is not. Sorry for your loss. Mm. Well, thanks. It was, uh, uh, what, almost a year? Maybe half a year now? A while ago, mm. anyway. It's not actually particularly that long ago. You sit in awkward silence for a couple seconds. <laughs> Forvian uh, clears his throat. <clears> throat. So, thank you all. Uh, Laurie, I didn't know you had this whole setup down here. Laurie nods. I don't exactly advertise. <laughs> hey, uh, secret tunnels down here! <laughs> secret tunnel. As Laurie has no dot dealt, told you, I'm Forvian Crow. These are my crows. Mm. Yeah, thumbs his thumb over his shoulder back towards the others. Well, we owe all of you for getting us out of there. We're glad to be able to help. Seems like Kentargo isn't exactly the safe harbor that it used to be. Some pun intended. Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah, well, my friends and I will see about patching ourselves up and uh, we'll be out of your hair before you know it. So, and if there's anything that I can do to help... That perhaps you could stay and assist in our endeavors... Insist. It's up to you. I suppose we should probably tell them who exactly we are. I mean, we've already taken them to the hideout, so... (laughs) 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 We extended quite a bit of trust already. We might as well go all the way. (laughs) Adria, usually the recruiter, but instead stares like thousand-yard stares into the uh, darkness of the water. So uh, I suppose you guys will just uh, give them the whole spill. Yeah. yeah, we're the Silver Ravens. Here's you our pamphlet. You can be one too, because saving Kentargo <laughs> is the thing to do. Looting in Diabloism is not the <laughs> not way. The way. <laughs> Here's what Silver Raven God, I love has that show. to say. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, anyone that wishes to make an impression may do so. We will. I would like to. That's sure. Diplomacy? Yep, yes. diplomacy. Diplomacy. Right. Adria rolls a 15 for a 20. Even distracted. I just probably undid that with a natural one for an eight. <laughs> Oops. Cesare rolls a 12, which gets him an 18. Okay. Can Raven just be adorable? Does that add anything to anything? No. Gives you a plus one <laughs> bonus. <laughs> uh, Victoria also rolled a 12 for a 19. And uh, I rolled an 11 for a 17. And there's okay. Laria and... You know, Rexus, Rexus, and the Fushi sisters, and Morgar. Everybody just piles in, and like there's a bunch of shaking hands. (laughs) All right, so it sounds like there are four successes, one critical failure. Yep. I figure somebody like when Lucia goes on a ramble, we just like smack her in the arm to get Lucia. (laughs) Raven does. You want to help us fight against some overwhelming odds where death is assured at every corner? (laughs) Raven does that cat thing where she reaches out a paw and just touches her. (laughs) (laughs) Just puts it over her mouth. (laughs) Oh gosh! (laughs) Oh my gosh! Shush! Shush, human! Shush! (laughs) Shush, human! Forvian lessons. It doesn't sound unreasonable. Smuggling's been what we've been doing as our own little form of of protest. Hmm. No reason to stop protesting. Hmm. Come hardly recommended by Laria. And we're more than a little distance from home, but Kentargo's always been good for us. Where is home, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, Originally, we all come from Kentaria, just to the south from here. Hmm. Where's Kentaria? Let me roll to see if any of your characters know where Kentaria is. Society. Boom. 
Niklo and Vittoria both know this, and so I'll just go ahead and give this to you. Cantoria uh, is the is between the Barwood and the Minidor Mountains. So the Minidor Mountains are what separate the Duchy uh, okay. of Ravenel, where you are, from mm-hmm. southern Chiliax. Okay. So basically, they're the northernmost part of the Chilaxian heartland. Cantoria mm-hmm. uh, is also the capital of the Archduchy of Minidor, uh, which, of course, the Minidor Mountains are part of, as well as the Minidor Gap, which connects Cantargo to Chiliax. Ah, uh, Okay. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the only settlement in the region and mostly deals in the trade of minerals and slaves. Oh, oh fun. Mm. They also do a lot of business with Nidal, uh, merchants from Nidal that travel through Cantargo and then are traveling south to get to Agorian because they're part of the road that connects Cantargo to Agorian. Uh, Nicolo, you were also aware that the uh, city is really only famous for the fact that the mortal Iomede ruled the city of Cantaria for a year and a day while it was under siege. successfully defending it, an event that was so important that it was recorded as uh, the 10th act of the 11 acts of Iomede. Whoa. Wow. That's the only thing the city is really famous for. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to be famous for something, that's a pretty good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty up there. Uh, Supposedly also, she appointed the leaders of um, Cantaria, who I believe disappeared during the Chelish Revolution, and so a lot oh. of people in Cantaria are that like waiting for the one true rulers to return back to their city. Mm. That there's still secretly some nobles left. Anyway. Doesn't seem super necessary to go into, but that is interesting. Yeah. Fun facts with Niccolo. <laughs> Niccolo's su- surprisingly worldly in his knowledge of other cities in Ravenel. I think it's more my mom taught me a lot about religion and faiths and stuff, so... Especially those relating to Arden. Well, especially with Iomade and you're a follower of uh, Milani. Milani. Milani and Iomade used to be pretty much on the exact same level because they were both servants of Arden mm-hmm. until Iomade inherited it instead of um, Milani. They still consider each other sisters in a way. Yeah. As also a fun side note, uh, the town is tiny. It has boasts a population of about 1,200 people. But oh. it's also the most populous town in that entire duchy. Wow. Which is mostly forced. So well, I mean, but it's a, it's a natural resource-rich area, so... Yeah, you know. this is it's more of a trade point, a stopover than anything else. There are 18 Tiflings in the city. Anyway. Small enough number <laughs> that they know the exact number. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, obviously, we'll give you time to convalesce and get settled in before we ask anything of you, because, frankly, you look like you've been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, we'll probably need a little bit of time to recover, obviously, if we we're going to be of any assistance to you, but I think I have a bone to pick with your new mayor and his uh, idea of righteous punishment. Well, Nicolo extends out his hand. Welcome to the team. Good to be on board. He takes your hand, shakes it. So, mechanically speaking, as we all love the mechanically speaking part of this, mechanically speaking, uh, the Silver Ravens have automatically gained a new team as if through the recruit team action. Yay! Uh, they are a tri- team. Yep, they are a team of sneaks. That makes sense. Cool. Okay. Cool. Nice. With recruiting the rabble rousers last time, do we have too many teams, or now are we? No, I think max? we have exactly enough slots. I think we for saved everybody. a sl- Well, no, we opened up a couple slots with that last level up. I think. Yeah. You can have a maximum of four teams, and this is going to bring you to four. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfection. We'll just keep calling them the Mountain Crows. They already have a name. Yeah, they're well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We don't need to give them a name when they already have one. And who's going to be the manager for the Mountain Cross? Well, there's Adrian, Nicolo, and Lucia are currently each managing. Uh, what kind of team were they again? Sneaks. Sneaks. They are a team of sneaks. So, I guess Vittoria. 
Yeah, yeah I it. think Cesare will have the rabble rousers since we seem to be recruiting them mostly from the students. Yes, they are <laughs> the in charge of them. <laughs> the youths. Cesare will give them extra credit. They happen to be in one of his classes for extracurricular <laughs> activities. You see next semester all of them enroll in one of your classes. Like they fill up the entire class yeah, you're and like, you're just like, uh -oh. all right, it's that. planning time, everyone. You flip the chalkboard over. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For some reason, all the students in this one class have like A pluses. <laughs> mm. <Yeah>. Suspiciously, <laughs> they also don't seem to have written a single essay. <laughs> I don't know how structured like the professors checking in on each other and their grading methods are in this academy. Depends. Are you tenured? <laughs> yeah, this is not a world that needs accreditation. There's probably not enough schools really for that. I suppose you all welcome them to the team. Yep. In addition to that. We're Just probably because. all spending the night, too. Uh, yeah. Sure, of course. Yeah. Yep. The Rebellion's notoriety also goes up by four. Oh. I mean, you know, <laughs> it was bound to happen. That was an overt action. I figure if we have the rest of the evening, Vittoria will probably also take the time to thoroughly inspect all of the walls. Make sure nothing's going <laughs> to fall down on us. Yeah, make sure there's not going to be another... Uh, sabotage accident. Yeah, because okay. she and Cesare still think that wall was sabotaged. We just haven't had much time to really, like, investigate. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, Victoria could go home. The coffee house that she lives at is nearby, but... Yeah, we gotta do, like, a debrief, and that's, like, at least an hour, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep, so mechanically, you automatically succeed on the check to, uh, uh, recruit them, although you will need to use your action for next week to officially recruit this team. Basically training them and all the rest of that oh, stuff, yeah, that getting them fair. up to speed. Yeah, so and healing them. And we'll all keep that. that in mind for next week. <laughs> yeah. So you all settle down. I imagine you eat a good dinner, you know, all kind of commiserate around the table. You've got a new deck of cards, so you know you guys can start playing some uh, additional card games considering the Fushi sisters already had their deck of cards, and so it's like, now we've got two decks of cards. We can set up two different poker tables. Mm-hmm. There's a fun-filled evening. Uh, one of the crows so plays the flute, and you basically get a little, like, you know, Irish jig party going on downstairs. <laughs> nice. I like it. Laria brings down food for everyone and makes sure everyone's comfortable and switches everyone over to decaf once it starts getting a little bit later. <laughs> As the evening wears on some, who has the highest perception in this party? I have an eight. I think it's Adria. Seven. Yeah, that's higher than mine. Adria, you finished chatting with one of the new arrivals. I sit back in your chair, look over the room. There's 20-something people down here. Laria slides up alongside you, hops up in a chair next to you, looks out, leans over. I think we might have a problem. Adria kind of tries to look around and see what that problem could be and says, uh, like what? I'm a very meticulous person. And so whenever I'm doing my ledgers, I tend to use a variety of different inks. Money incoming, money outgoing. Money that I don't necessarily want to report. Mm-hmm. Sure. My green ink file's missing. Green? Oh. Oh, like the letters that were sent. You think it's someone down here? She looks over everyone down here. Low, low, low. In Halfling. Let's talk in Halfling. I switched to Halfling. Just in case. She nods. If we're assuming it was sabotage that damaged that wall, then someone down here must have done it. If someone alerted the guard to suspicious activity, someone down here might have done it. She pauses for a long moment, watches, uh, what'd you name that cat down here? Arjun. Mm -hmm. yeah. Watches Arjun as it chases a rat across the floor. Well, uh, pretty sure it ain't Rexus, right? And then 
At the time all that happened, it was just the Fushi sisters and us, wasn't it? And Rexus. Yeah. Well, Rexus would be stupid to call no attention to himself. No, it wouldn't make any sense. At the time, really, the only rebels were the five of you, me, Rexus, and the Fushi sisters. Can I, like, look at each of the Fushi sisters with, like, a sense motive type perception? Right now, all four of them are in the process of uh, basically, like, cleaning out Forvian at the far table in a game of poker. <laughs> okay, well, that doesn't strike me as strange. <laughs> I didn't That's get money suspicious. to gamble. <laughs> they gave him some money, and then they're winning it oh, all back. Oh, they're getting it all back now. <laughs> I see how it is. Forvian's literally just sitting there in a pair of boxers like, God dang it. <laughs> I came to you because you have a keen eye, mm. and everyone's in here, and I haven't found the vial. Ah, okay. If you want to grab some of your friends, sure. I wouldn't take everyone because it would be too suspicious. Let me think about... Am I right in thinking that Nico is the next highest perception? You look over Nico's uh, on one side of a barrel with uh, Morgan on the other side. They're just like arm wrestling. <laughs> the chair, cheering them on. No, Raven is cheering him on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Raven's over there like, yes, Nico. <laughs> uh, no, but let's just go. It looks like they're all distracted. I might take Vittoria, though. I think she has a is seven. Vittoria doing? Well, is Vittoria doing? Vittoria is probably sitting in a corner by herself, like, watching everyone. <laughs> she was searching around already, so maybe she's a good person mm-hmm. to talk to. Vittoria, Vittoria and Rex as being the consummate workaholics that they are, mm-hmm. probably over there still trying to translate documents between, like, probably. putting little bits of food. And then, yeah. you know, Cesare is off in the background, just flipping through his spell book, looking up and smiling bemusedly at the... Uh, <laughs> the antics of the young children here. <laughs> All right. Adria will sidle up, like nod to Laria and then sidle up to Vittoria and say, Just bear in mind, I do speak Celestial, Common, Draconic, Elven, Halfling, Infernal, Jotun, Strix. Cool. Well, I'm going to speak Halfling because I don't have a thousand languages. Actually, I know what I'm saying. I'm speak There's probably one we could secretly talk about. <laughs> I'm going to speak Common and say, Hey, can you give me a hand for a second? Everybody else seems uh, busy. Certainly. Is it um, anything I can help with? Rex's, you know, smiles. Oh, no, I don't want to disturb you. I'll I'll just uh, grab this young one right here. I'll hold your place. He gives Victoria a nod. All right, we take Victoria away, I guess. I'm assuming everybody's kind of in that back storage room. Yeah, all of you are gathered in the the larger storage, basically the southernmost room where you originally met with the Fushi sisters. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, yeah, because I figure we'll head back out into the main area, like maybe you know, where the bedroom and stuff are to talk. Very well. All right. Is everything all right? Not exactly. So, uh, Laria, and now I'm in Halfling. Uh, Laria pointed out that uh, she happens to be missing a uh, vial of green ink and that the only this... folks who would have had access are all in that room back there. So we're thinking maybe we, we search everybody's stuff, make sure we don't have any... Uh, snakes in our midst. Not that snakes are bad, just I'm using, you know, the metaphorical snake. I, I understand. Sure. I uh, decided, you know, you seem to have a pretty keen eye, so I uh, thought I'd bring you in to the search to make it go a little quicker. Do you think it's connected to the wall? Maybe. Hmm. At the time, it was only the Fushi sisters, Rexus, and us, so that at least limits our suspect list. So. Well, unless right. we've got somebody... Who joined up afterward that planted the seed. I don't know. It's possible too. Well, I suppose let's begin our search. Let's start with the sisters though. But yeah, I think we, we fine fine tooth comb this place. 
Yeah. So you're currently searching labeled C3, yes. uh, the the bunk room. Uh, you begin to search. Can we get Laria to play lookout? <laughs> uh, Laria is doing her best to kind of keep everyone, like keep the party going back cool, in the perfect. other room. Yeah. So. No, she, she knows how to cover for people. That's kind mm -hmm. of her shtick. Perfection. You begin to search the bunk room, navigating your way between the various beds, becoming steadily more and more occupied. Again, most of these are bunk beds. I'm so. going, uh, if possible, I'm going to pursue a lead. Okay. Ooh, hey. it is a lead. Mm -hmm. Can you share any of your bonuses? So uh, I spend one minute examining the details of a potential clue, which I assume... Well, I guess I don't have the clue, The green though. ink vial is the clue. So it's typically a single creature, item, or small location as a room or corridor. Okay, because it says you don't need to know the identity, purpose, or nature of the subject, but you need need to be aware of its existence. The item. The, For instance, the vial finding is a an footprint item. is enough to investigate that the, that the creature that left it and seeing a hasty sketch of an item or location can be enough to start your investigation of that subject. So if I know about the vial... So you are aware that there is something amiss. So I've, I'll say that the clue is the original, even though you didn't actually ever phys physically see the letter, that the clue is the letter, which okay. has the green ink. So All you right. can pursue a lead on that. Okay, so um, that means that whenever I attempt a perception or skill check uh, to investigate a designated subject, you gain a, I get a plus one circumstance bonus to the check. So I can share information with the triggering creature. Does that count as... Well, the trigger is another creature attempts a check to investigate the lead you're pursuing, which is what. So okay. essentially, you can doing. give me the bonus when I start searching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. they get a bonus equal to this. So basically, you get a plus one, and you can clue in Adria and give her a plus one also. Yay! Okay. Precisely. Gives me a nine. That means to I got a plus eight, and she's got a plus nine. <laughs> and we will use if somebody does manage to get past and out here, we will use. Uh, we're tidying up. Yeah. <laughs> you set off, beginning to make your way through the bunks, checking by each one, one at a time looking for clues and making secret checks. Do, do, do. Secret checks. <laughs> Secrets. Oh. Hey, come look at this. You found something. I mean, it may be nothing, um, but look, there's a smudge here, a green smudge. Uh, I think this is Maggie's bed. Hmm. Out of curiosity um, for the audience and for me, because I literally don't remember, uh, which sister was actually hurt by the wall? Trep was hurt by the wall. Okay, just curious. Oh, you you wondered if it was a false flag type situation? It's it's worth keeping in mind. I don't know how much of a difference it'll make. Um, it also could be that they were bad at the sabotage and it collapsed, you know, <laughs> on when top they of were them, trying yeah. to do it. Well, the smudge isn't necessarily guilt, but it is definitely suspicious. Do they have a trunk or like, can we look for little secret hidey holes that have been like carved into the stone, like a brick release? You may. And if it's an ink vial, I mean, she could just shove it under her mattress. Yeah, under the mattress or, well, you know, Well, I a mean, you cache. run the risk of you sitting on it and crushing it, but. We've literally know. trained them to hide secret caches. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I forgot. It's true. <laughs> they, they are cache makers. I don't want it to be them. This sucks. Maybe she's being set up. That's definitely possible. We'll have to do a, a interrogation after the fact. She could be mad about um, the cousin or the the cough. cough. Mm. Poor cough. Ah, look here. Hmm. Vittoria points out a slit cut in the side of Maggie's pillow. Oh God. Okay. Well, that's definitely on purpose. Fishing your fingers in there, if you so wish. Yep. Yes. You pull out a small four-sided ink vial containing green ink. 
You also find a quill. Do we find paper? You do not find paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the quill looks like it was ba- or, or was previously a feather, probably from a tengu. Mm-hmm. Clever. I mean, yeah. with Rexus here, there's paper everywhere. That's true. I there's mean, paper true, true. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the guy's not observant enough to know like when a random piece of paper has been taken. And I mean, is it really that unusual of a request to be like, hey, can I have a sheet of paper? Or for her to just walk in there when he's asleep and grab true. one. I give yeah, that to children that at the yeah. library. I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. nobody thinks that so, pe- yeah. grabbing a piece of paper is suspicious, like, mm. at all. Okay, so possible reasons that she has this ink that have nothing to do with being a snitch. Um, as far as I know, the entirety of her family is here, so I don't know if there's anyone she would need to contact. What does she get for turning Was us Maggie in? the one you were talking to that didn't even want to be here? Yeah. Yeah, oh. that was Maggie. Uh, well, I mean, I talked to her and she was... She didn't seem like she really cared about the cause at all. She just cared about family. So maybe there's some way to make a deal, sell us out. She and her family get set up for life kind of a thing. It's a very dangerous way to go about it. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day... They could be implicated just as much as we are. Yeah. Hmm. I guess, what are next steps? Uh, again, I'm usually on the forensic side. I don't usually f- finish investigations. Sorry, this isn't Nicolo. This is just Ross. But um, probably confirm with Laria to make sure that is, in fact, the greening file. It probably is, but, you know. Okay, I'm, I'm getting a... I feel like <laughs> the wind is telling me that uh, <laughs> we should confirm with Laria this is uh, her vial and it's just not a coincidence. I think that would be wise. Maybe green's her favorite color. You don't know. All right. Um, what kind of... Uh, oh, you have thievery. Maybe go slip it in our pocket and ask her about it. I'm not very good with that sort of thing. I guess I can... I like the idea of a reverse <laughs> pickpocket. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> She's super perceptive, so we'll see how this goes. Well, the you want room. her to notice. You just don't want the rest of the room to notice. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, I found your vial. <laughs> yeah, hey, like, uh, true, true. We have true. a lead on the on the possible person who's betraying us. Hey. So, question: <laughs> Would would Victoria be wearing her armor right now? I'm assuming that most of you are probably. If you're in light armor, it's probably comfortable enough for you to keep wearing it. Yeah, like medium armor, you might have taken off. Oh yeah, I'm no, sure I'm you just... guys probably aren't like hanging around with your weapons or anything like that. Yeah, probably just. Set but like Lucia is in light door. armor, so like. Because I'm wondering, know. like I probably took my armor off because that's not something I would wear if we're just sitting around partying. Which means that my skills should go up one, so I should have a plus six thievery instead of a plus five. Oh, do you not have a strength high enough to negate the penalty? No, she does not. No, oh, okay. I, have, I have a ten strength. I see. <laughs> then yeah, I mean. It's not unreasonable. You might have taken your armor off because, again, it's kind of like walking into a place and keeping. It's like, yeah, well, I'm going to keep my jacket on the entire time I'm hanging around this place. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I'm going to um, go slip the vial to Laria. <laughs> okay. So, Adria, are you just waiting back here? Yeah, I'll just wait back here. I'll, uh, uh, you yeah. know, dust. <laughs> not near the bed. Yeah. I'll dust over here, uh, you know, this common area or whatever. Maybe sweep even if there's a broom. There is. Um, yeah, but Adria, you make yourself comfortable, start kind of sweeping, trying not to think about the implications of what this could be, and, you know, natural paranoia kicking in, like, no. uh, absolutely watching, you know, Argent as Argent goes running across, like, does that cat thing where runs into the room, quickly looks around, and then, like, <laughs> runs back out for no reason. <laughs> like, I, I wish I'd gotten a chance to look more closely at the sabotaged wall and maybe gather some evidence. Uh. 
I mean, it's still it's there technically. I, I repaired it yeah. badly, but... Oh, I also watered my plant that I brought down here a long time ago. Victoria, you make your way in. Uh, go ahead and roll me a thievery check to uh, basically do the reverse of palming an object. Well, I think I succeed this time. I rolled an 18 nice. for a 24. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. You slip in, walk up, kind of smile down at Laria. Lean down. It's like, oh, your collar's like upturned here or something like that to kind of adjust her collar and then you know, slide a hand down towards her pocket and drop in her pocket. Because again, she does wear that like, does that whole thing where she always wears like her coat, but it's over her shoulders instead of her arms through it. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of her signature thing. <laughs> it's her fashion statement. It's a good look. She pauses for a moment. Yeah, her hand dips into uh, the pocket. Nods like, I believe you speak Kathleen. I do. Uh, she doesn't take the vial out, but you get the feeling that she just kind of fills the shape of the vial. That's mine. Across the room, Niccolo looks up, sees this momentary odd exchange with a sense motive. Oh. Mm. So I basically just see them, like, acting kind of strange for a second. And so you see, you can tell that there's something going on there that isn't, like, an openly mm -hmm. shared. Yeah. And Adrian is missing. It feels suspicious. Okay. Well, Adrian um, could just be in the bathroom. So that's, yeah, fair, that's fair. <laughs> Victoria is going to retreat back into the back area, and she's going to go toward the sabotaged wall. She's she's not feeling. Well, that's where like, everybody is. Is in that big room with the sabotaged wall. Every, no, everybody's can, in the storage room. Yes, but everyone can see where the sabotage because the collapsed wall was in this room. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was just outside the door, so everyone can see the sabotaged wall from the room. Okay. Uh, is Nicolo planning on doing anything, or is he just going to? I'm going to trust Vittoria, and apparently Adria's doing something, and Laria's... Or she's just in the bathroom, you don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe she's upstairs making more cookies, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. true. That sounds like her. <laughs> um, could I maybe just make a, like, deception check to try to provide, like, a good distraction? Like, you know, maybe just do something like, hey, everybody. Let's I'll all, let you make a perform Let's all check. sing a song okay. together. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll try a perform. Check. I challenge you all to a duel. We're gonna ra wrestle. <laughs> We're gonna crocodile wrestle. <laughs> I need to find that crocodile and befriend it. The one that's left. So Nicolo leaps up on a table and goes, "Hey guys, it's that common sea shanty I know." Do I have a hero point? I don't think I have a hero point anymore. <laughs> no, I'm afraid you don't. Nope. So that's an eight. I rolled a two. <laughs> yeah. I think that Nico deserves a hero point for being awesome. I didn't do anything, <laughs> but <laughs> I would like to lobby for Nico to have a hero point. <laughs> to be fair, you might still be distracting with your rather bad because again you're just like, ah, I need to do something. Uh jump up on the counter. Sing! Just sing. <laughs> and and you're immediately like, I'll, I'll do what do you do with the drunken sailor? And then like all the words fly out of your head and you're just like 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Bottles of beer. And then everybody's like, dude, I think you've Please had stop. too many. Everybody immediately just groans like, uh. No one finishes the song. Well, I think we need to probably wait for like the party to die down or something. But like confronting in front of the whole group is well, not Well, yeah, because maybe we want to talk to Corva first. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is maybe talk to Corva and see how like if she's noticed anything strange with her sister. So you want to wait until the uh, everything quiets down this evening? That or... Um, I guess the question is, do you want to do anything else while the party's going on, or do you want to wait until people are kind of starting to either like make their way to the their beds or... I don't know. Uh, 
don't do you wish think to do anything else, else before you move on to the next phase of the investigation? I kind of feel like we should let everything die down, let people go in their bunks, and then maybe one of us can like tap Corbin so, and be like, "Hey, can we talk?" To basically, you for a no. Okay. Yeah. So Rexus is, of course, the first to retire, and by that yeah. I mean he goes back to his bed. But then you can tell that there's still a lantern on because he's probably reading in bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are drinking, but no one here is getting drunk because mm-hmm. you are well aware that as a you know active rebellion and consider you're dealing with former Datari guards and two groups of professional smugglers mm-hmm. that everyone's aware that you always need to be able to keep your edge on. Like, yeah. you can dull the edge a little bit, but yeah. you yeah. always need wits. to be able to keep yeah, that keep on. Yeah, keep your wits, exactly. Mm-hmm. Your new additions make their... They're pretty much the first ones to be like, we've had a really long day. Sure. you've rescued us. We're still really tired. Like, most of them did a token, like, hey, we want to kind of get these to know these new people. But a lot of them are like, I just finished working 12 hours of salt shoveling, so I'm basically passing out at the ta- table until they head back to their bunks. Mm-hmm. And the first semi-comfortable bunks they've slept in. Yeah. Eventually, uh, Laria sticks around in case you need her. She should stick around. All the bunks are actually bunk beds, right? So we yes. actually have enough room for everybody right now. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we do. Morgar is one of the uh, the last to retire. You kind of get the feeling that, especially with like Adria and Victoria waiting and watching and all the rest of that, uh, mostly keeping an eye on the Fushi sisters. We try to He's look nonchalant. a little suspicious, but... <laughs> I mean, Cesare has to, like, re-memorize spells and has work tomorrow. So, I mean, he would probably start heading back, not early, early, but, like, he wouldn't be staying up till the crack of dawn either. Yeah. Well, again, I imagine all of you have pre- made preparations to stay here since, you know, by the time that you got here, such. you would have been able mm-hmm. to go after curfew. Yeah, so I'm saying he would probably be making his way back when everything starts to die down. Eventually, however, it gets quiet enough as a trap stays up for a while, but her leg is still bothering her on and off. And Maggie helps her back to their bunks. And Jay seems a little bit, maybe, maybe a little smitten with this new Forvian crow, uh, at the very least his stories. (laughs) And so they make their way off to go, you know, like you walk by and they're both sitting on the dock with their feet down in the water, just kind of chatting about stuff. Eventually... Corva hops up to her feet, and you're mostly alone at this point, with it just being the uh, the five of you and Laria. Well, I should probably be getting to it. Um, would would you mind sticking around for just one more minute? She pauses, cocks her head to like look over you with one eye. Um, yes. Nicola raises an eyebrow too, but doesn't say anything. Why don't we all just uh, sit down over here? All right. And she'll just shrug like, okay. Corva makes her way over. You can tell some of that natural paranoia and suspicion of being actively a smuggler kind of kicking in. Do you remember when the Tatari came to investigate Laria's coffee house? Yeah, these three came down here and uh, were kind of freaking out about it. So we all perched nearby and got ready to stab some Tatari if push came to shove. Well, the reason those Tatari were here is because they were notified. They got a letter. Written in green ink. Right. Does she seem to have any recognition of green ink? No, but you had this conversation in front of the entire uh, group so. whenever that happened, so she was aware of these facts. Well, but does she get more nervous like she's aware of the letter that was written or anything? Not that Adria or Vittoria can tell. Okay. As far as, as far as the rest of you are concerned, you're not even sure where this line of questioning is going yet, so. So, the green ink in question seems to have been stolen from Laria, and we found that same green ink amongst your sister's things. In Maggie's pillow. Wait, what? Maggie. So we were wondering if perhaps there was something going on with Maggie that maybe we need to clear up. 
Maggie. She clicks her beak a couple of times in the way that she does when she's thinking. Kind of like someone clicking their tongue. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to like try to be too evasive. I was like I'm just going to kind of lay it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anybody was No, that's fine. Go ahead that. and have uh, yeah. Since Vittoria and Adria are addressing this, go ahead and have Vittoria and Adria both make me a diplomacy. Ha ha. Ha ha. Oh yes. I rolled an 18 um for a 23. I rolled a 19 for a 26. <laughs> nice, Dang. right? Nice. Diplomatic. Corville looks over the six of you, Ken and Laria. Seven with Raven, who's sitting there stroking her chin. <laughs> Somehow she's found a duck hunting hat and put it on. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's detective time. It's because she probably has like a little miniature bag of holding that just has all of her 100%. costumes in it. 100%. <laughs> we have no idea where it came from. Cesare has one bulk of cat costumes in his backpack exactly. at all times. Corvus settles down in a chair. I don't understand why she would want to draw attention to us, though. She would be in just as much trouble if they were found. Could she still be mad about what happened with Cough? Well, maybe just trying to get an out. Maggie's been having trouble recently. What sort of trouble? I didn't think much of it. Hmm. She hasn't been sleeping. Night terrors. She came to me just after we agreed to work with all of you. She said uh, she said she'd been sleeping and a white raven appeared to her. Landed on her chest and talked to her. Told her that that we were in danger. I told her that she was dreaming. But I occasionally see her whispering to the darkness when she thinks no one else is around like she's talking to someone or something. I thought maybe it was cough. She was torn up. All of us were. Some of us, I'll admit, blamed all of you. Not that it didn't need to be done, but it's hard living with the executioner. You understand? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No hard feelings over that. And I don't think any of us would want to force Maggie to stay here if she is unhappy. That's the thing, is she swings like a pendulum. Sometimes it's Maggie, and sometimes I feel like I'm talking to someone else. Could somebody have gotten to a... Some sort of magical means. I don't know magic. Well... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just speculating out loud. My apologies. I mean, we know that Thrun figured out where all the other hideouts were for all the other secret organizations. And that's been a real interesting thing that he got to be able to do. That was before we started all of this, and even we're down here, though. Maybe he just has a paranoia. And- I hate to be the devil's advocate, as it were, but she knows too much for us to just let her leave. I think, I thought it was paranoia to begin with. But this and Maggie, it seems too coincidental. There's, I never feel like I'm alone down here. Mm. Even now. She looks around at all of you, looks around to the shadows. Probably all of you pause in a momentary feeling of horror as you stare at Argent sitting at the top of the steps, staring intently at you before she starts to lick her leg. I thought he was a he. He, sorry, before he starts to lick his leg. (laughs) That's uh, Raven's potential boyfriend we're talking about here. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that cat's watching me everywhere. No, um, it's cats doing cat things. Why don't we just do a full-on search of the place? If somebody's in here messing with our people's minds, that's not a clear. I don't see how someone could be hiding down here, though, for weeks without the Rexus or anyone else but Maggie noticing them. Those tunnels. 
We don't know where those tunnels go. I mean, I, I'm not a magic The user. only tunnel out of here is the water, right? That Besides the... Of. I mean, I'm not a magic user, but I've heard the ghost stories. Like, this sounds like maybe like a possession type thing. Or maybe an actual ghost is, you know, like haunting this place. What if, what if it is the spirit of the ravens, like she was saying? Hmm. Good to be. I think perhaps for the time being, then Maggie does not go out on missions until we get this figured out. What am I supposed to tell her? Well, we have the Forvian, we have the mountain crows now that we can send out to do reconnaissance and say that we're giving your group a break. Oh, because uh, More. Trap's leg still needs to heal. Exactly. Trap's doing fine, and she'd be the first to argue that she can go out. Yeah. More importantly, none of us do well with being imprisoned. Yeah. Maybe just keep an eye on her. Yeah. I can keep an eye on her, but if you suspect that there's an issue, then I'll talk to her. I'll confront her myself. Would you like us there with you? I don't think us being. We need there. someone who knows about who knows enough about magic to sense these things to see if there's some sort of domination happening here, some sort of mental control. Lucia just kind of glances at Cesare. I mean, I can detect magic, but if it's a possession, a ghost, it's not going to show up like that. So, all right, Corva, you know her the best. I think you should be the one to confront her with this knowledge. I think that we need to be nearby, but we should not be in the room. But if you're, if Maggie is, when you talk to Maggie, though, if she is having as difficult a time as you say, it's difficult to know how she would react to that sort of confrontation. And we want to keep all of you safe. Right now, she seems like herself. But when you bring up something distressing, will she? There is a chance that Maggie played a part in the sabotage of the wall as well. Um, and not trying to be mean, but for her, perhaps that might be a fuel to get her to admit something. She might feel guilty about hurting her sister. Maybe. Just a suggestion. Again, right now she seems like herself. She doesn't... Again, she vacillates between being herself and being this other not herself. I don't know how to put it. When there's a change, it becomes like she hasn't slept. It's hazy. She seems out there. Her gaze unfocuses. She just seems different. It sounds like she's been charmed. Cesare is going to stand up, walk out in that hallway near where their bunks are, and just detect magic. It's a 30-foot pulse. I don't have to be that close to her. There is a presence of magic. On her? Again, it just tells you if there's a presence of magic. All right, then I'm going to cast Detect Read Aura. Yeah, you will have to be able to see her. So you can't be on like the other side of the mm -hmm. the curtain or whatever. Mm -hmm. Unless anybody's trying to stop Cesare, I'll go ahead and make a stealth check for you to go over there and see. Yeah, because I can cast it from 30 feet away from her at the end of the bunks. I mean. All right, do it. Yeah. Yep. Somebody's like, eh, I guess he's just spellcasting over there. That's fine. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean,. I mean, it's not great, yeah. but it's also... Well, no, none of them are spellcasters, so none of them are going yeah. to necessarily know that it's like, you know, trying to look sure. for magic or whatever. So you sneak your way over there. Uh, I'll let you either roll stealth or deception. Your choice. Uh, Let's see. Hold on a sec. <laughs> Which of these am I better at? Yeah, and Raven can help with deception. They are both the same, but Raven can aid with deception, so I'm just going to do deception. So it's like you're, you know, you're using magic for something unrelated. That's what you're trying to pass off. 
So yeah, you make your way over there. Uh, Raven pretends to have a hairball. You just kind of like gently <laughs> pat her on the back like you're making your way to the bathroom and then she suddenly, ah, hairball. Uh, you pat her gently on the back, cast your spell. Like, don't worry, this will help. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, they legitimately don't know. <laughs> Look across the way. Note that there's no magical aura on her right now. Mm-hmm. Which does make sense considering her sister just said that she's not in one of those states. But I did detect magic. But there is on her. something magic. No, you detected something magical within thirty feet of you. Okay. Where exactly was she standing? Or he's standing? I believe he did it just basically at the yeah. stairs. So for your edification. It's something within this. It's a thirty-foot radius. So, and if it was near the bunks. All right, we search this radius. It has to radius. be somewhere in that room. Yeah. Well, or the dock, or hidden in the wall, or in the officer's room. Could be under the dock. Hmm. Didn't we look under the dock when we first? I don't know, man. I'm just saying. Let's search the radius. Can we search the radius stealthily? Stealthily search the radius. So, Cesare, you make your way forward. Uh, Is anyone following Cesare around? I I think I stayed back with Niccolo. Uh, Yeah, I think Lucia is going to stay back and just you know basically kind of stand at the ready if sounds start things start popping off. I'm going with Cesare. I'm also kind of searching for anything that looks magical in this radius. Yeah, well, you guys are the yeah magic people, so it makes sense. No, I don't have that spell. Cesare, you begin searching about, following around, looking for, just kind of like maintaining this detect magic. Going, is there magic here? No. Here? No. Here? Yes. As you reach the steps, you send up the stairs. You walk out onto the docks a little bit, stare out, realize that you passed by whatever's magical because you're not feeling it anymore. You kind of like home back in, you step back off of the docks, you walk a little bit up towards the exit. And then suddenly you sense that there's something magic towards, you guess, the end of the hallway now. Okay, so it's by so the hallway. So trying to triangulate it. Maybe yeah. it's a person moving. As you reach the end of the hallway, you sense magic. For a moment, you see movement. Hmm. As a rat stands up onto <gasps> its back legs, stares at you with a shocking amount of intensity. It's a as smart you rat. stare at it. And then turns invisible. What?! Yeah, we'll pick it up here next yep. time. Yeah, what? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! If this is the rat Arjun's been chasing this entire time, I swear to God, Rick. That's oh so my God! That's what Arjun I was knows thinking. What's up. Arjun knows. The cat's been trying to tell you the entire time. Dang <laughs> no it! I can speak with There's animals. something wrong with this rat. <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath.